Five games ago, a fan fell into the pit and then they won. Since then, a fan sacrifices themselves to the pit before every game and they win. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies podcast. I am your host, Austin Alvarez. Today's a bit of a weird lineup. We got Travis on the deck. So when does ba, 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 that happen? Ba, ba, uh, but so t- if you couldn't tell by the title of today's episode, we have Mr. George Carmona from Gridiron Junkies on Sports today. conspiracies. Yes. Sports, sports superstitions. Superstitions, conspiracies. We'll tend to steer away from. I know how we feel about conspiracies on this show, but uh, <laughs> um, follow me. All right. Follow George Gridiron Junkies because right now football yeah. is it's the prime time for football. All you casual people care now. All right. Yeah, and you yeah. want to subscribe to a channel for a couple of months and then forget about me and then come back in August. All right. That's the way that works. But subscribe today, though. Subscribe definitely. to George. Most definitely. So, George, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier today. Our producer, Franny, kind of sent this idea up and I love it. We're going to talk about superstitions in sports. And so you were a D1 athlete. You were we both were on the same wrestling team in high school. You, you played football and baseball as well. Correct. In high school and then football and college. Did you have any superstitions? In, I had my own. Or, I mean, I don't know if I could call them superstitions, but I had like yeah. a routine, like before before tournaments. Uh, the first one I ever did, my dad being, and my dad wrestled, so I don't know why he did this. But he's like, "Here's McDonald's for breakfast." That's a bold move. Yeah, Cotton. McDonald's for breakfast and, at a wrestling tournament. And it was my first ever tournament, and I sentence. went all the way to the quarterfinals. Well, I wrestled eight times that day, and I was like, "I'm never doing this again." Uh, but you didn't feel like, all right, that might be a superstition that I hold. Like that's what I eat before every, every no, match. No, cause no? I, no, because I felt awful. And then when I got injured my senior year, um, I had a banana. So I didn't eat bananas for a while, especially before I like went to the gym or anything. I mean, yeah, the, I don't think food can necessarily be a superstition, but what I'm going to say is it can be made a superstition if it's that good. Okay, so let me give you Pickle one. Juice? Let me let me give you an example. Okay. okay, so every season we would have in football we would have a pregame meal, and that pregame meal would be El Pollo Loco. All right, oh very plain, God. but you get your chicken, you got a tortilla pack, you got a uh, salad. All right, and that's not that so bad. What I would meal. do, yeah, 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 and then mashed potatoes and stuff. Like you could really stuff yourself. Honestly, garbage food. To have like like mashed potatoes before a football game, stupid as fuck. That should have never been offered. <laughs> but what I used to, uh, you know, find amusement with, even when I was a kid, was creating tortilla art. And I'm I, this is a true story. Uh, so I would bite like you know the eyes and the mouth out, and then I'd put the tortilla over my face, and I'd look around people in the room. I'd be like, I'm not even kidding. Like this. I know, you know you're we're not getting, kidding. We're getting serious for a game, and you just see me making tortilla art, and then it got to the point where I felt like it was a superstition. Like that's how I knew I was relaxed. You gave me one with wrestling. So this man right here, freshman year, played party in the USA before a meet mm. on the speakers in the wrestling room, and then I started. That was in my wrestling rotation because I had a rotation. I was, I had a running rotation of these are the songs I listen to. Like while I'm at the tournament, you always see the kids like with the headphones on, just kind of. You got to get in the zone for that. You're going into combat, basically. Right, but right. Party in the USA was one, but our coach kept playing Time of Your Life by Green Day, the acoustic song. I don't know why he kept fucking playing it. Yeah. Party in the USA is way better. It's an absolute yeah. bop before you get going and doing anything, like yeah. in the shower. It's it's a top three all-time shower song. Yes? 
I, I haven't tried it, but I would trust you on this because I, would, I mean, just think of the reverb. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. like Is that, that, po- oh, God, hit Travis really just hit that note, too. Yeah, you, wow. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're out of practice. We haven't done Sticky Podcast in no, about a year at this point. Yeah, exactly. That was good. That was that good. good. But uh, so, yeah, tortilla art as a superstition and. I, I grew into it. You know what I mean? Like the tortillas were there you the entire time. started this freshman time. year? Uh, sophomore year is when okay. I started getting the pregame murals. Uh, so anyways, it was there sophomore and junior year. I didn't really start doing it till like halfway through junior year. And then all of senior year, it was like a fucking staple. Like I would set up my phone in front of me with a design. Like sometimes <laughs> I would go for like the Gatorade symbol. Uh, I would do Nike. Um, yeah, it, it was just like... And the coaches would be looking at me like, what the fuck is our star? That kid is going D1. What is our, our cap? The captain of our football team before the game <laughs> is making tortilla art. <laughs> there, and you know when you guys were on a winning shit, they're like, I don't give a fuck what it is. Just let him keep doing it. Yeah. Let him <laughs> cook. Literally. That, well, let Opoyo Loco cook and then give it to you and then let you cook. Yes. So that was, that was one superstition. Um other superstitions I had, because I played a, a variety of sports like you listed at the very beginning, which yep. thank you for that. You know, pat myself on the back. I played it all, people. Baseball is the weird one. Baseball is where you get the most odd superstitions because in baseball, uh, things go bad a majority of the time. All right. If <laughs> you baseball. are if you are 30% successful in the sport of baseball, you get paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, wrap your mind around that. And George that. makes $2,000 right. off of you for a future he put in. That, too. <laughs> but it gets weird. So I, I was I got a slight glance at the list of all these sports uh, superstitions that we're going to go through. And baseball does have the weirdest one on this list. So you're going to want to listen to that one coming up. But mine, it was, uh, it was the way I gripped my bat. Okay. So you can, like, add extra grip to a bat, right? And I used to like it like when I it was like I was grabbing a fucking club. Like, you know, normally baseball bats, yeah. when you hold them, like they're Now, they're did tight. you use enough to where you could squish into it a little bit? Yeah. Okay, okay. So the fucking, it just felt like I was literally swinging a toothpick. I'm not even kidding. Because, like, <laughs> I felt nothing. I was just like, goosh, goosh, goosh. And, uh, you so, felt like Conan the Barbarian out there. You were just fucking like swinging it like a sword everyone, walking up. Everyone clowned me <laughs> constantly. They're like... I've never seen this much padding on a baseball bat ever. And uh, I, I just felt like that was something I needed to keep consistent. My dad actually like gave me that superstition. He's like, you need to oil your glove and you need to tape your That's bat. That's that Cuban coming out in him. He was, he was letting you know. You know what I did like about, about the baseball team and I was really jealous was the camo jerseys. Yeah. Those shits were fire. Travis, it was like the digital camo, but in our school colors. Oh, gosh. Shit, well, you probably saw him wearing it a couple of times. Shit was fire, um, in my opinion. Yeah, it's fire. Imagine this. We're like one of the poorest schools in yep. all of Las Vegas, and then we're, we're like given money for the first time. And we're in an urban school, all right? We're not yeah. in a... We're not fucking in Wyoming. Like, no, we're like... We're in we North all get Hellcats. It was very likely that we would have ended up with a different design, but the fact that we had camo was... In Chi-Town, baby. It's pretty... Chi-Town. All right, well, let's get into these superstitions. So this first one, uh, this is what started it all off, is uh, Franny, our producer, sent this to me. And this is currently happening right now. This is the season, as we know it, with the NFL. 
This says, I just saw a TikTok, and apparently the Bills are building a new stadium, and so far it's just a big pit in the ground. Five games ago, a fan fell into the pit, and then they won. Since then, a fan sacrifices themselves to the pit before every game, and they win. I'm dead serious. All right. Uh, the Bills have been on a tear. Let's take it serious. Let's take yeah. it serious. All right. Like as if this was really happening. It uh, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Let's not forget what the Bills fans do on the reg. Okay. Their main thing is to jump through a foldable table before <laughs> they enter the football game. And sometimes the, the table's on fire. And there's multiple people jumping in the table. These people are nuts. It is Buffalo, New York. Like, there's really not a whole lot going on up there. It's basically Canada. Correct. And not only that, but the week that they played their most important game, which is the final week of the regular season, they played the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill's house got set on fire, <laughs> causing, Forgot. like, I think over a million dollars worth of damage. Okay. These Bills fans are fucking bananas. All right. So, Travis... They went Millions to the star player's house from the other team, set his house on fire. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a bit different than, you uh, know, just like greasing a pig and throwing it into, you know, the frat house. That's a bit. That's arson. Uh, yeah. So it was yeah. $2.3 yeah, million dollars worth of damages <laughs> on Tyreek Hill, best wide receiver in the league, arguably. So that's the Bills fans. They, they were playing the Bills that week. It's uh, Obviously, they said it was because somebody inside the house was uh, like playing with fire or whatever, but Bills fans. Well, yeah, the Bills fans showed up and started playing with fire. I know. I know. I know what you did. Like, so for them to start sacrificing people uh, is a true testament to their loyalty as fans. You think that gets them to the Super Bowl this year? I'm, I, Sacrificial? Unless somebody, unless they stop doing it. Okay. So Bills fans, like, I guess if you guys want a Super Bowl, keep doing it. Bills fans. If you have somebody that you know is elderly or possibly has a terminal illness, please just send them uh, send them to the pit. You know, it's it's better that you send a person that is already on the way out than maybe a young. Bills You'll feel less fan. guilty. Yeah, yeah. Then you can keep the tradition going because now you have the younger fans understanding. It's like midsummer. Correct. Possibly what they can do is they can take the ashes of the people that have already deceased since they lost their last four Super Bowls, and they can dump the ashes in the pit, and that can spark some good juju. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, okay then. All right. Let's move on to this next one. So let me give some background about me. So when I started editing full-time or doing it professionally, one of my first shows was a, a pretty popular tennis podcast. Just from the interviews that I heard, tennis players are some odd people. Yep, solo sport. Solo sport. Well, it's sometimes team sport, and that's even weirder. Yeah, that but, one's even weirder. Yeah, it is. But Go so ahead. this one is about Serena Williams, and this is Serena Williams will not change her socks once during a tournament. So tennis is a game that relies heavily on the feet, but Serena asks more out of them than most. Wearing a pair of socks more than once feels incredibly gross, and it isn't good for the health of your feet, even if one does that only when going down the corner store to get an Arnold Palmer. Williams doesn't mind that feeling. In fact, she really likes it. She will only wear a single pair during any given tournament. I mean, it's not, it's not weird. Um, because like, it's just unhealthy. She's not, this isn't a fucking cotton sock people. Like these are like the socks that cost like $60. Yeah. This is like Nike's like we made these premium socks that like only you and like LeBron are going to get here. You go. They absorb your sweat before you even think about performing at a high, <laughs> high level. You like, put them on. And you. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 dude. It's like, Moon shoes in sock form. So, I, I mean, yeah. 
back in the day, probably, you know, probably some wretched ass uh, smelling socks. But what if her husband's into it? So that's it's a win-win. Win. Yeah, it's honestly, win-win. honestly. And it's an easy one to keep going because the tough thing about superstitions is the the feel like you know when you start thinking about it too much you're like oh i need to have this on top of this and then i gotta eat this and i gotta be wearing this and i gotta be here by a certain time that's when like superstitions fall off like she's really just got to like make sure her socks don't get washed and you just had to make sure you had tortilla designs yeah 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 keep, keep it, simple. it simple when it comes to superstitions so i think that's a good one uh when you were editing the tennis podcast did you ever have on one of the williams sisters uh no i didn't do any of them uh, i did have some big names i for, it was because it was mostly women mm. but no i never did the serena williams uh the williams sisters uh, i'm trying to think of i think avika i had uh actually let me hold on, let's 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 just do some as he looks anybody for who's interested um and you know i'm still good friends with them fantastic tennis is the is the show I remember, George, uh, we had our own podcast, and you were – I told you when I got that job. And um, Travis, you're going to love this. I did it for $40 an episode. Wow. I edited it for – and it was way more in-depth than anything I do here. Yeah, just send them my, uh, send them my contact information. I can work for them. I, watch, I tried to again. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I got to go way back. Oh, man. I got to go – because this was a few years ago that I was doing it. So I think – in tennis, there's a couple of other superstitions you can have. Um, okay. Like the chicks wear those little those skirts. Um, maybe like having the same skirt on throughout the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean. That's worse than socks, man. Yeah, but I mean, if you're comfortable, you're comfortable, you know? Okay. It's so probably got to feel like when you go to a hotel and you swim and then you hang up your swimming trunks and then the next day you're about to go swim again and then you put them oh. on and you're like, Ooh. This is wet. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to figure out where I... So I started off with Pam Schreiber. She was she went to the U.S. Open in 1978. Legend. Lucy Safarova. That's a big one. And then I did Lindsay Davenport, Dominika Sibokova, uh, Daria Savile, Marion uh, Bartoli. That was a fun one. So I don't, know, I don't have an NDA. You are fearless saying these names right now. Because uh, I heard them 800 times. So uh, Marion Bartoli literally was in Abu Dhabi. And did the interview, like, going through coat racks. No shit. Yeah, AirPods. And she's like, yeah, so I really like playing the game. And I was like, bro, how do you... He was like, can you try to... So she clearly has... And then, like, there was one point where no she was like... Like, it was like a really deep story. And she's like, yeah, you know, my it was a really hard time. Wee boop, wee boop, wee boop, wee Damn, boop. Like an ambulance driving by. I was like, what the fuck am I editing right now? But, yeah, and then uh, Wimbledon, Renee Stubbs. And then I think at that point... Oh, uh, Dinara, Safina, that was another one. Hello, everybody. I'm excited to bring you this super cool opportunity we have with PuffySlippers.com, where you can get some bad boy slippers like these. Look how bizarre these look, if you want to be tongue-in-cheek. They look great. And Puffy Slippers is offering you 15% off your entire order with the code BIZARRE. That's right. 15% off your entire order. So you want to buy like nine of these? I got some for Christmas. I got some for my girlfriend. She loves them. They're super comfortable. They're for the girls, as she says. These ones aren't hers. Obviously, these ones are a little more cool, a little more for the dudes. But you can order many pairs, and they come in a bunch of different colors, a bunch of different shapes, and 15% off your entire order using code BIZARRE. Yeah, I did a, I did a good amount for for them. It was a, It really helped me learn my value as an editor. I mean, yeah, and it gave you a little bit of culture. You'll be able to, like, run a Jeopardy category one day with that knowledge. Like, And it'll just be in the back of your head. You're like, wait. 1978 Wimbledon? Pam Shriver. 
right, right. Well, let's move on one to a little bit closer to George here. So Jerry Tarkanian, who was the basketball coach for UNLV, correct? Correct. Uh, had to chew on a towel during games. Yeah. I would call this stimming. It's a tick. It's a nervous reaction. Like uh, Dustin Poirier, rea- and he pulls his shorts up. That's why he's always pulling his shorts up. It's like a tick. Mm. So he's always pulling it up. You know, at Cheyenne, we did that because we had to, we were sagging. But Right, right. But he does it for that reason. But so he had to chew on a towel. Um, he was a wildly successful NCAA men's basketball coach. But the only thing ever anyone ever wants to talk about is the goddamn towel. While coaching a game that took place in a sweltering Southern California high school gym, Tartikanian got fed up with having to constantly get go to the water fountain. So he wet a towel and chewed on it to keep his mouth from going dry. Ever yeah. since that moment, he chewed on a towel. Ta- he chewed a towel out of superstition. First off, men's was baked. Men's was baked yeah. cotton mouth, and he was coaching basketball. Like, Mind you, this was one of the... How the fuck do we win this game? This was a... So for the people that know about NIL, you've probably heard it for the past couple of years. This dude did it before it was even, like, cool. Like, all his players had whatever they needed, and this dude balled out uh, in Vegas in the late 80s, early 90s. They have a statue I'll let of you. Him. I'll let you paint the picture. And his statue is actually him uh, chewing the is tattoo. It? Of course, I didn't even realize it was it was a staple. Um, I, this one, if it's a fresh towel, if it's the same towel every time, that's weird. But if it's a fresh I towel, think they just they just had like a, a thing of towels, and it was like Jerry Tarkanian towels, and he probably just tossed it into the bin in halftime, and then I, I I'm, I'm going to say this: I like chewing on a wet towel. It's like, th- it's like a t-shirt, right? I think it's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. We have we I, all three of us in here have we done that at some I was point just else? about to say, like, I actually had a I had like one of those ticks in high school chewing on my uh pencils, my shirt. The wooden one? Like the wooden pencil yeah, shirts, and, and the then like those it? uh plastic rulers. I would like just chew on. How it. many of us Ooh. here would chew or pull the the tip like the pen holder, like the clip off? Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I, that was regular. There was a moment in time in elementary school where I was eating erasers. I did that too. I, yeah. I ate my dumbass said it, it erased cavities. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it didn't do that, but my dumbass said that. Oh my god, the amount of rubber that's in my system! You could fucking build a tire. Like, <laughs> damn, bro. Uh, oh god. So that's back to sports. Uh, <laughs> that is a sport. That's on the ocho. Yeah, dude. Eating erasers should actually be on Fear Factor. Uh, you need to eat these bowl of erasers. But, but no, it's just the big one. Oh, no. Like the Hershey bar eraser. You got to chew through that bitch. <laughs> Stay tuned. Can it, can we it gotta, be one of the flavored ones? We gotta, nope. We got to make Yeah, that the flavor is eraser, Travis. Uh, all right. Well, George, I can't wait to get to this one because you were saying these are the weird ones. This is a baseball one. Yes. Uh, Moises uh, Alou. I don't know. Alou. Alou once famously admitted that he peed on his hands to harden them before games. He received a lot of flack from the media for that. And in all honesty, it's not all that weird. <laughs> in fact, you're going to see some weirder pee-related superstitions later on this list. You're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alou's admittance created a firestorm of jokes, so uh, we would be remiss not to make mention of this. Uh, by the way, the doctors say urinating on your own hands doesn't harden them. If anything, it softens them. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Alou brothers, from my understanding, were not from America. So I don't, I don't know if they understood Most good fully. baseball players are. Hard, soft. They probably just didn't have the word. Um, let's see. Let's see. Where but is yeah, this, this, is, uh, this is right up weird baseball alley. 
players do a lot of things in baseball peeing on hands uh and then you have to touch pine tar and yeah. it like makes them like sticky he's uh he's dominican yeah yeah uh he said duro and he should have said suave um <laughs> but that's have i mean i've i've peed on my hands like i know that like but for, for like benefit like that not for benefit yeah, but it's just like pissed on my hands bro austin come have on, i got, not even in the shower man what, you no. haven't experimented <laughs> Oh, Austin. I have gotten pee on my hands. Like go it home, happens. Go but, pee after this. Pee on your hands. Just a little bit. That's not the weirdest thing that would happen in the studio with pee either. So no, it okay. would not. If you, <laughs> if you follow Sticky Paws on Instagram, you would have seen what the weirdest thing was with pee. If you follow Mr. George Carmona, you'd have seen that shit live. You'd have seen so it live. Follow. All right. Follow because that was That's, live in the moment. Yes. And Travis, I've never heard Travis yell no so loud before in my life. Yeah, no, it, I think that 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 actually has PTSD. It like, triggered a visceral reaction out of you, which uh, I think is hilarious. No, it's it doesn't happen often. All right, let's move on to this next one. So LSU football coach Les Miles has a grass habit. No, not that kind. He actually will eat some of the grass on the field before every single game, and he will do it again in high-pressure situations. Cameras have caught Miles in the act of munching on the turf before... Uh, when asked about it, Miles said, I have a little tradition that humbles me as a man that lets me know that I'm part of the field and part of the game. Uh, Miles, he said it with this, a smile too. So you, you should have seen some of the games before this. I can tell you one thing. The grass in Tiger Stadium tastes best. Yeah, I mean, he's required to say that. but uh, They also have Tigers there too. So. All grass. And now you can't do that because all the fields are turf. So uh, the the what do you eat? The pellets? Yeah. Do you eat the little black pellets? If you're about that action, um, yeah. Well, that goes back to our discussion about the rubber, you know, eating the you know the racers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I mean, I guess... It's it's not bad if he's eating some grass, but uh, you know if he eats too much grass, I can give him a tummy ache as a coach. And uh, Les Miles, although he did have success at uh, LSU, he could have been better. Possibly, he was uh, he was battling stomach aches every time he coached. That's a weird one, bro. Because like there's like we said, eating is one of the superstitions you can have, but like eating weird shit now you're like, just in like, my like if the alu brother said i piss in my mouth and i drink it before every game that's a health concern but what if they but what if like every year they played they went to the world series would we have said like they're crazy that uh that would be true we would say that there would probably be some more scientific studies done on it but uh a shit ton of PSAs would be made about like kids don't do this you know <laughs> kids, don't do it till you get to the big leagues then yeah. you can afford the doctors to fix you and that, but can you imagine every little league dugout would just smell like piss? Ah! You got all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I, pl- I mean, I didn't play Fuck. little league, but I played t-ball, and some of those kids already are not all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fucking. They got <laughs> big league chewing, and there's and they and they like they, um, they don't even play. They like. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, we went too far down, but we eating grass. I've heard a lot of players do this, and that's. It's just not a good one. Avoid yeah. that superstition. Well, you kind of can't. Well, I mean, hey, to all the JUCOs out there, they might be doing it. True. Yeah, yeah. Last chance you and all them. Moving on to this next one. I actually grew up watching this a little bit more, and this is for NASCAR. Uh, mm. I remember my parents were super into it. So for a relatively new sport, NASCAR sure has a lot of superstition surrounding it. There are no green cars since they are considered bad luck. No driver. You know who had a green car? but It wasn't fully green, but it was Danica Patrick. Right. She had the GoDaddy car. Yep. Uh, 
the no driver carries $50 bills as they are also considered bad luck. Travis is going to love this one. There are no peanut shells permitted on the track. Any other peanut product is fine, just no shells are allowed. This is due to crashes that happened decades ago where peanut shells were found in the wrecks of driver of a driver who had died. Wow. And why would I like that? I just, because oh. it's funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. I mean, that. <laughs> see, I'm not a fan. Okay, so this is the first one we've gone to where it's, we were discussing bad luck. Like, like if yeah. this happens, bad juju you, you avoid comes this to you to not fucking die. I like, I like where this is at. Do you have any of these in your personal life that you're like, oh, I just don't do this. It's gonna cause bad luck. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't touch those dolls that came in with Matt Montague, and you did. Yep. And uh, it caused some shit to happen here. I mean, but, yeah, to I mean, the with, studio, not me. I mean, I guess my first one, sports. I never ate McDonald's before a meet or before a tournament. Got you. Avoid that. Yeah. Avoid uh, fast food before a sporting event. Shocker. Yeah, right. shocker. But I mean, because my dad was like, here's an egg McMuffin. And I was like, tremendous. I'm going to be fueled for the day. Mm. After the first match, I was like, oh, shit. All right. I won, but I don't know. I don't know how. And I don't know if I can go it again. I feel that. I feel that. Um, I think for me, one thing that I tried to avoid, uh, like, I needed to get off. Interesting. Like, the night before or the day of in order to feel like I'm going. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm a man. Uh, I feel I'm, like I was the opposite. I'm 16 years old. Uh, I needed to get off. The night before, not like So if it before. didn't happen, if I was just fucking backloaded, it was not good. I, f- I found the opposite for me, especially with like wrestling. Like if I just kept pent up and angry, mm. granted you shouldn't wrestle angry because you're just going to do stupid stuff. But like I was like, no, I feel like I need to kill. Yeah, yeah. For you, I feel like it would have worked as a linebacker. Like for me, I just you know i I felt like I needed to be loose. Okay, I just that's felt valid. like you know what I mean. Like there there's certain times where I just wanted to feel like within myself, and I was like, let me just make sure this happens before every sporting event. And I would. Did I, you carry that into college? Of course. Okay. Um, even though I didn't like play any snaps in the game, like it was just like I was a fucking practice superstar, baby boy. But hey, yeah, hey, you did it. But yeah, no, I, at that moment in time, it was like once a day. So bam, I was I was ready to go. Um, but I, I've seen like on Mansard before that they tried to break that down where it's like, I miss it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you get off or you don't get off. It's all about here, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a that was like a bad luck one that I tried to avoid and uh, trying to trying to think of one more. I don't think I got one. Well, I got one we should avoid, and this is the next one. So this one says, a soccer team bathed in crocodile and hippo-infested waters. That's stupid as fuck. This was a pregame ritual that happened only once, but it bears mentioning. Back in 2008, African football club Midlands Portland Cement, interesting, was instructed to take a cleansing dip into the Zambezi River by their coach. This was due to the team losing several games in a row, and the coaching staff felt the team needed a change of luck before taking on a rival club later in the week. Why does it sound like a Ted Lasso, like... You guys got to get in the river. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. It's a uh, breach champions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Breach champions. This is, uh, the Zambezi river is not a river. Someone should swim in, especially when, uh, where they were located. The particular area of the river where the team swam was close to Victoria falls and it had especially strong currents already, already right there. You shouldn't also, this part of the river was closed off since it was infested with hippos and crocodiles. I think hippos kill the most people yeah. every year. Uh, one of the players, dr- Oh my God. One of the players drowned in the incident, and Midlands lost their next match. 
I mean, it's just. Did it work? <laughs> Did it no, fucking work? They would have lost by even more if they had that fucking loser that died the day before uh, on the field. So. Oh, my God. Anyway, it's like the sacrifice. I'm back to the Bills sacrificing people. Like, that's a sacrifice to the Zambezi right there. And uh, didn't pan out. Didn't pan out. But uh, try to next time. Sex one hurts me a little bit. Uh, so this is uh, Leoto Machida drinks his own pee. Now, for those of you who don't know, Leoto Machida was a fucking crazy good MMA fighter. Mm. Forgot who he fought. I think it was Pride. But then he went to the UFC and was light heavyweight champion uh, for a little bit. Uh, but apparently, so MMA fighter Leoto Machida is a headlining fighter at UFC bouts. So this is obviously a little dated. And is considered to be one of the best in the world. To what does he owe his success? The drinking of his own urine, of course. Machida is a proponent of urine therapy and believes it has, a medic it has medicinal qualities. People think it's a joke. I never said it in the United States because I don't know how the fans will react. I drink my urine every morning like a natural medicine. That's a good idea that he didn't say yeah. it. Machida um, isn't alone in this either. He learned about it from his father and his whole entire family does it as well. Yeah, we're talking about the the micro percentages of the micro percentages here, people. Um, you know, don't feel like you're alone in thinking like there's a lot of people doing this because there was an article written about it. There's probably a handful of like weird families that do this shit. We had one here. That's weird because that means they like that dad's drank his piss in front of his son before. And is that apple juice? Sure, kid. It's. It's not like sexual abuse, but like that's pretty that, fucking close. But they're from Brazil, so maybe it's yeah, maybe uh, different rules out there. Yeah, they eat monkeys and shit. So is that the Amazon? <laughs> yeah, in the do. jungles, they uh, yeah. There's a video, of Joe Rogan. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a protected animal out there. Like girl so. eating monkey. Carrie Kasem, one of our uh, podcast clients. If you're interested in a monkey, she posted about this on her Instagram story. It's a uh, I don't know what type of monkey, um, but you could follow at Carrie Kasem and you could see the Instagram story uh, and just uh, she inquire. Have a, does she have a monkey? Like a pet? A friend has a monkey and that friend, unfortunately, can no longer keep that monkey. Oh. Yeah. Probably because so Carrie Kasem posted it online. New co-host or? I, I thought about it for a second for my house. I was like, I have a pretty good house with uh, places for the monkey to do a lot, but. Mm. Monkeys need diapers. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah. Of course. Someone's got to change the diapers. Yeah, until... Welcome, I, to, welcome to parenthood. I'm going to put them in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually might even be smarter. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to... He's a, not an iPad kid. Uh, I'll probably give him an iPad. I'm not going to lie. I mean, how am I, else am I going to get him to shut the fuck up at dinner, you know? <laughs> like, God Mommy damn. and daddy are trying to have talks about Here. daddy's fifth affair. Okay. Damn it. Um, uh, I have one. Okay. That I uh, I found this isn't sports related, but you had asked me uh, going into this episode if there was any like weird sports betting or betting uh, stories. Yeah. So I found one. Okay. Uh, this one's called the suitcase gamble. So the man's name is William Lean Bergstrom, and he's going to go down as one of the most well-known gamblers ever in Las Vegas. And there's been a lot of good ones, right? We have one that's here. He wasn't a professional better. But what he did was like the strategy to winning at the casino. You go in, big bet, you win, you leave. And that's what this guy did. Uh, one time he walked into the Horseshoe Casino, which it actually came back now, it still exists, with two suitcases. One of them was filled with $777,000 worth of money that was mostly borrowed. Uh, and the other one was empty. 
as he anticipated to walk away with more than he came in with, right? So win the hand, fill that other one up with the his winnings. So he staked all the money on a single bet at the craps table and put it on seven, which I guess seven might be like a two to one or a three to one payout, and it hits. So he doubled his money in one swoop, so it would be two to one, and then he left. Three years later, he came back with $500,000 this time. When he did this, he won. Boom. Excellent. According to sources, it said that his uh, like dream in life was to bet $1 million a hand, which I feel like all degenerate gamblers say it. We have yeah. so many podcasts here with gamblers that are like, oh, if I could play a million-dollar hand one day, that then, would be then amazing. Then the follow-up should be, do you have a million dollars to put on a hand? No, no, but I, I would. Right, right, right. Uh, so anyways, this dude, this is his final, like wish and dream is to play a million dollar hand so he gets the opportunity to do it which is hard to do by the way okay casinos don't just let anybody say like i want to put a million dollars in hand like that's a lot of uh paperwork that you have to get done and do so he fucking lost that hand he he was able to do it he lost it three days later killed himself yep. so don't feel bad because he fulfilled his dreams he's still up like two hundred thousand though technically <laughs> on the first round what? if i had to guess this man is borrowing substantial amounts of that money yeah yeah realize he probably couldn't pay There's it back no Owed some it was... some probably some pretty scary people yes realize, he, i can't pay that back did he kill himself or is it like two shots in the back of the head suicide you know um so that's a very good point uh, let okay me look into this. let me look into this while he looks into that ask yourself this question as we recap this episode here would he have killed himself if he pissed on his own hands before he went and played? Would he have killed himself if pistachio and peanut shells were in his car? Or if he carried $50 bills? Yo, okay. Or if his car was green, would he have killed himself? Would he have killed himself if he ate a blade of grass before entering? Would he have killed himself if he would have pissed in his own mouth? So this says Bergstrom never recovered from his million dollar loss and committed suicide on February 4th, 1985 by swallowing pills. Mm. The reason for his suicide remains unknown. Friends and family believed he was not broke at the time of his death and still had $647,000. His note suggested his suicide was triggered by a breakup with a man 10 years his junior. So there's a note. So basically he got broken up with on top of you're down a million dollars. Would he have killed himself if he was chewing on a, a towel as he was playing a wet towel? Would he have killed himself if he was wearing the same socks that he wore the previous times that he won the money? What if that was it, bro? Like, what if, like, right before he went out, he's like, fuck, I forgot my lucky socks. And then he was uh, like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. He goes out, loses, <sighs> dies. I, I think I think we know what we need to do on this show. I think we need to crowdsource some money. And do every single one of these, um, you know, tactics to try to have the best luck and go put it all on a hand. I I, I like we, this. Yeah, mine like is dirty drinking. Socks. Mine is drinking our own. No, bus. no, no, man. You got to got to do oh, it all. Uh, Maybe a sip. Actually, I'm, I'm over. It. You got to do a sip. Like Would a you do a sip? A shot. Can we have a chaser? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you do a I shot mean, of urine if, and then a whiskey chaser. Like, like what? What? It's already downhill. Like take your monthly revenue for this month, right? Let's put it all on black. And just <laughs> wear double socks, same no, underwear, no, chew a towel. You wear the same socks for the entire time you're at that casino. Like, uh, 
Like, like you go. The only thing we legitimately cannot do is swim in the Zimbezi River. Okay, like <laughs> that would that would just not cost effective. <laughs> not even not even the danger aspect. It's just not cost effective <laughs> for yeah, the network. Yeah, getting down there is a is a hassle. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh, what what else is there? Okay, so we have to do that. We have to. Uh, we can't carry fifty dollar bills. Yep. Our car cannot be green. We cannot have peanut shells. Yes. Um, what else? I think what that's else? it, bro. Chew on turf. You have to let one loose before you go. Oh. Oh. We and come in two different days. One day we come in like blue balled. Yeah. You come in like edged and you're like, fuck. <laughs> and we then the, the second time you come in completely drained. That. I need to make tortilla art. Um, yeah. N- McDonald's one day. I need Healthy to. Healthy breakfast the next day. This is science. We're doing science here. Uh, We got to kill a Bills fan. We got to throw him in the fucking pit. Like. <laughs> That's got to happen. What's the pit? What's still being constructed right now? Is there anything still being constructed that's like been there for a while? Mm. All of our roads in Las Vegas. That, there, we go. there we go. Waka waka. There we go. I think that's it. I think that's it. But, George, thanks again, man, for coming on. I love when we get to do these kinds of episodes where we get to really let both shows shine on you know what we're capable of doing. And, uh, I mean, this is – I love how – I thought this was just going to be us reading them off, but then the fact that you and I, and even Travis a little bit, have some of our own, and we're like, yeah, we're crazy too. I, I really like this episode. We didn't necessarily tap into like the why do we do the things or why. Well, do I'm not they... a psychologist. Yeah, yeah, I, we're not we're not the black cauldron. Uh, as much as I wish I had like that spiritual tap. Yeah, I just she could come in and be like, well, the cards say this, and you're like, oh, all right. But what I want you guys to do, if you're watching this, in the comments or if you're listening on Spotify, uh, you can leave in the show or in the uh, the Q&A section. What, like, superstitions do you guys have, whether it comes to sports, money, gambling, life in general? Like, I want to hear what you guys have. Uh, and maybe even come in the call-in show next week and tell us in the call-in show what your superstitions are. Because we're kicking that back up next week. Yeah. Um, it'll be good. Uh, I th- George was there for that. That was a... Talk about great first live stream. Yeah, you're going to want to be calling in like early, like literally before the live starts call in because we had so many people call in and we're praying that we can get to you. And uh, it was just an amazing first production, honestly. Maybe they just got to, you know, drink their own pee and then maybe they'll get lucky. Or chew on a towel while you're waiting on the phone and George will pick your number. Yeah, yeah. If you live in Africa, swim in the Zambezi River. Don't do that. (laughs) We cannot condone you doing that. Um, But George, you know what they can do? They can follow you. So where do they do that? At Mr. George Carmona. You don't ever want to miss a live of mine ever again in your life. That's all I'm going to say. I I would agree with that because you don't go live often. But when you do, it's it's a good one. You're not going to want to miss it. Travis, where can people find you? What you got going on these days? Uh, you know, I'm just doing the studio thing. Just at Travis Flusher. I don't have a lower third for me, but yeah, just at Travis Flusher. You can find me at Sticky Paws Studios as well. Tremendous. Well, thank you so much to everybody watching. Please consider becoming a YouTube member or a Facebook member. It's only 99 cents a month. You get access to special content. You get this show early. You get the next show early. You can, uh, you're listed as an executive producer on our shows. That's pretty much it. But until next time, everybody, stay bizarre.